if you're wondering. Brother Robert is here. Hello, Brother Robert. My favorite brother, he says, God bless you, Sister Shelly. Um, as long as the spirit moves you, there is no such thing as overtime. Amen. Thank you so much. <laughs> I guess he's like, um, if you go over an hour, don't worry about it. Because, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to keep these under an hour. Um, I'm trying to cut, cut things down a bit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like to be so long winded, but. Um, you know, when you're teaching, it's kind of hard not to, it, it, well, it's kind of hard for me not to actually go in depth and um, try to go into as much detail as I can, because I'm trying to give you an understanding, not just give you knowledge or not just give you information, but I'm trying to give you an understanding. Amen. And the Lord says that with all our getting, we should get a uh, get an understanding, get a good understanding of things. And also experience brings understanding as well. So, yeah. Um, but uh, I just wanted to greet everyone. Welcome to those of you who are watching by way of IG, those who are, excuse me, watching by way of Facebook Live and YouTube Live, and those who will be hearing this by way of podcast. God bless you and thank you for joining. Um, feel free to comment. Feel free to engage. Feel free, feel free to help me preach because, you know, this is not a one person show <laughs> and um, you're welcome. You're, you're welcome here. I just want you to know you are welcome here. And um, yeah, make sure that you uh, like the video if it's, you know, if it's something that uh, is helping you and also share the video with someone who needs it. Amen. So what we like to say, like, comment, and share to spread the truth everywhere, right? <laughs> so yeah, that's what we do around here. Um, so Tuesday night, we were talking about the kingdom of God. It was part three to the message. And we were talking about uh, kingdom law and the courtroom of heaven. And we were talking about um, kind of, you know, uh, uh, the difference between the kingdom of God and democracy, which we live, you know, in a uh, in America, and we don't live um, in a monarchy or you know anything kingdom like. So, you know, we we have a, a lifestyle of convenience here. We tend to le le live a life that is more uh, relaxed, laid back, civilian style. You know what I mean? And um, we uh, because we have the freedom. Uh, of speech and we have the freedom of choice and we have, you know, uh, all this quote unquote freedom, right? It quote unquote, <laughs> then, you know, um, we don't feel the ne the necessity or the need to obey anyone. We don't, we, we have the, the mindset that no one can make us do anything, right? Um, because we're free to do what we want. Now that sense of freedom God gives us the same freedom, the same liberty, the same freedom of choice, right? The same, you you, you have your own will. Um, you can do what you want. And uh, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, right? But the, but the liberty that he's speaking about is, is talking about freedom from bondage, um, a, a freedom from bondage of anything other than God, anything other than God, because if God is our father and, you know, um, he's the king, you know what I mean? Then we are willful, not only children of the king, but we are bound to him. We are bound to him. Um, that means that, um, as Apostle Paul would say, you know, I, Paul, the prisoner of the Lord, we are his 
prisoners, not in a bad way, but in the best way, <laughs> you know, um, how many of you want to be, want to be handcuffed to someone that you really, 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 really love. And you know, they really, really, really love you. Right. So, you know, that's the best kind of, if I'm going to be a prisoner, I'd rather be a prisoner to that than to be a prisoner of, uh, an enemy who wants to kill me. Right. Um, and we know that the enemy, uh, counterfeits that. So he offers this uh, country and this culture a false sense of liberty or a false sense of freedom. You know, um, we know what slavery looked like, you know, in our country. But now this false sense of freedom is has been offered uh, to everyone. And the enemy uh, wants you to think that you're free because he transforms himself into an angel of light. He wants you to think that that freedom is a good thing when it's actually not. It's actually a, a terrible thing because when human beings are left without the presence of God and they're left to do whatever they want to do, they're going to self-destruct because the flesh, the carnal uh uh, carnal man is 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 going to self-destruct. It is going to uh, eat itself to death. It is going to drink itself to death. It is going to smoke itself to death. It is going to, if you can just let me do whatever I want and I get to taste of all these different pleasures and then now you're tempting me with things because you're placing people around me, right? That draw my uh, desires in that direction, Right. He knows what he's doing. Very strategic. So you're going to self-destruct. And um, that's what that kind of freedom and liberty brings. And so, uh, you know, there's a great deception there. Great, great deception there. Um, but tonight we're talking about obedience. We're talking about obedience because um, in a kingdom, the king as we as we understand that the king's word is the final word right the king's word is law and that means that you either must obey the law or disobey if the if 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 if, if, if in other words if god says you know don't cheat on your wife you know what i mean adultery is a sin then you commit adultery now you're in disobedience according to the uh, the word of god um, Deuteronomy, we are blessed for obedience and we are cursed for disobedience. And as we talked about Tuesday night, the curse does not come from the devil. The curse <clears throat> actually is a judgment of God or an, or an order or an edict that is pronounced, <clears throat> excuse me, when the, that when the curse is pronounced, that edict or that order or those papers <laughs> um, are passed on to demons. That's their assignment. That, that's where we get, if the demons don't fulfill their assignments, they are punished. You see, they have assignments, they have orders. And if they fail their mission or don't fulfill their assignment, then they are punished by the enemy, right? So, so by Satan now, or demons that are in higher ranking than them, higher in the hierarchy than them. These hierarchies we see even in the earthly realm, right? The hierarchy, if you look at, you know, um, 
I hate to I hate to bring it up, but you know, so many um people know about the occult here in America, right? And that there are levels of rankings or hierarchies or degrees in that, right? So we could, you know, we could say more, but we won't. Um, we are to obey a king because the king's word is the final law. If you don't obey, then you bring death upon yourself or you bring judgment upon yourself and it, it and God's judgment is just because he his way is righteousness his law is righteous then if we disobey righteousness now that puts us in error and i want to tell you that it's not just that you know you run a red light one time and you know God slaps a curse on you, right? It, it, he's not like that. But, you know, in the natural, if you run the red light, no one sees you. Okay, lights have cameras. <laughs> no one, no police is around, you know what I mean? And the camera doesn't catch you. Or you run a stop sign, let's say, you know, and no one is around. No one sees you. You know, you got away with it. Next time you're running late for work again, you run the stop sign, you got away with it. Next time you got away with it. Next time you get away with it, right? You can get away with it a zillion times, but that day is coming. If you continue to run that stop sign, the day is coming when you are going to be stopped. You are going to be stopped by uh, the police. They're going to, you're going to be caught, you know, and it's the same way in the kingdom. God gives us mercy. He has, well, he is long suffering with us wishing that all would be saved and none would be lost. So, you know, you might get a slap on the wrist the first time or what have you. He winks at our sins, right? But if you continue to go in the same way and you continue and you don't repent and you don't turn and you don't stop and you're not, you don't accept the conviction of the Holy Spirit or the governor, then if you don't heed, then you will be stopped. You will be caught and a judgment or a curse will be released upon you for disobedience. The blood does not cover. I mean, the blood covers everything. Yeah. If you repent and submit to your to the blood, you see. But. God is not obligated to cover you for disobedience. He's not going to he's not going to let you turn him or his law into a liar or into something that is unrighteous or unjust. He's not going to do that. So, you know, just like he doesn't break his own law, who are we? Right. So we see here um, talking about obedience. And I have some things to share with you prophetically tonight that the Lord gave to me concerning um, obedience that we're going to talk about. Um. Let me see scripture here. Okay. He told me, uh, first of all, to go back to Galatians 4 and break that down a little bit more for you. So we're going to start with that. Galatians 4 and verse 1. Holy Spirit, I thank you for your presence that is here uh, to teach 
and to reveal and to expose and to uh, give us understanding, to bring understanding and to open the eyes of our understanding in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father God, for the spirit of truth that guides us into all truths. And this is called revelation. Father, I thank you and I bless you for the revelation of your word. Let your word have free course and let it be glorified. Let every eye be opened, every deaf ear come unstopped. In Jesus' mighty name, let the spirit of humility, the spirit of obedience, work in the hearts of everyone who hears this message. We rebuke and bind and take authority over the spirit of pride and rebellion and over all forms of disobedience in the name of Jesus. We rebuke and bind and take authority over the prince and the power of the air. We stop you in the name of the law and we can't. We command you to proceed no further, hitherto, but no further. We cast you out of these airwaves and into the pit of hell now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Have your way and be glorified. Take over my mouth. Speak through me in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you guys. So Galatians chapter 4, verse 1 says, Now I say, I'm in the King James Version. It says, now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. The heir, as long as he is a child, differs nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all, but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father. Even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman, not a woman and a man, <laughs> made under the law to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. To redeem them that were under the law. Highlight that. We're coming back to that. That we might receive the adoption of sons. You see, the law was given for disobedience. Now, there is the law and there is laws. There are laws, right? There is the law and there are laws. This seems a little bit dark to me. Give me one second. There are there is the law and there are laws. Let's see if that helps. Is that better? Is it dark? <laughs> Let me see. I'm trying to help Instagram, you guys. I just feel like it's just not uh I'm not changing the lighting or anything. I don't know why this is happening. Once I'm gonna try one, one more thing. Let's try that. Okay, that seems a little bit better. Um, to redeem them that were under the law, under the law, under the law, under the thou shall not, thou shall not, right? Under the law, you know, you have the law, excuse me, and you have the commandments. You have the law and you have the commandments, the law being the Mosaic law, right? 
or uh, what they would call the Torah. To redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Wait, Sister Shelley, does that mean that we don't have to keep the law? No, not according to Jesus. Jesus came to fulfill the law and we have to now obey Jesus, which is the Holy Ghost, the spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, who is the governor and the tutor. <laughs> He's the governor and the tutor. He said, I did not come to abolish the law. I came to fulfill it. Right. So we can't. He, he, it says that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Again, he says, wherefore thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. So you see why Sister Shelley doesn't preach just be a follower of Jesus, just be a Christian. I preach the sons of God and I preach the sons of God because the kingdom is about sonship. God wants to bring you into sonship. It doesn't just mean a relationship. I know people preach, you know, re religion versus relationship. No, it is religion or kingdom over religion. It is kingdom over religion. It's not, it's not just religion versus relationship because God, yes, God uh, has a relationship with a, with, with a lot of us. Doesn't mean that just because you have a relationship with him, that you are obeying him. Huh? Can, 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 can we hear that? Just because you have an, a relationship with someone, doesn't mean you're obeying them. You know, you may be married and, you know, you have a relationship with your spouse. Do you do everything they say? You have a relationship with your children. Do you, do they do everything you say? But you, you can't admit that you do have a relationship with them, right? So now this is not about I, I hate to be the, be the one to, you know, to to uh, let the cat out of the bag and rock the boat, you know, and smash the pinata. But this is not about religion versus relationship. This is about the kingdom of God over religion. That's what it's about. You can have a relationship with someone. It doesn't mean you obey them. But the king of the king of glory requires obedience. He requires it. He requires it. Yes, that's where we're going to brother Robert. He's, he's taken us to first Samuel 15 and 23, which is what's in my notes as well. So thank you. Thank you, brother Robert. You see, he's in the, he's, he's in the spirit with me. You see that? And he is a, he's a, uh, he's a, uh, Bible scholar. You know what I'm saying? Help me preach this word then. This ain't no one person show. Thank you for, for bringing the scripture. Now, God says, this is about the kingdom. Uh-huh. And, and, and I am a king. <laughs> Although I'm your father, I'm a king and I require obedience. 
So let's smash the hashtag religion versus relationship or, you know, it's relationship, not religion. Sounds good, but it's actually kingdom over religion. It's greater than just relationship. You see? So now he's saying here that we are his children. Because we are sons, he has, he has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. He has, he has given us the spirit of sonship. Now, this scripture, this, this passage starts out in verse one saying that the heir or the son, as long as he is a child, differs nothing from a servant. When we are children, it doesn't mean that we we're, we don't belong to the father. We're no longer his sons, but now we're just servants. No, it means that as long as you are um, immature or a child in your faith, then you differ nothing from a servant because the immature are told how or or taught how to do things and they do the they do the the um you know they 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 do what's the word i'm looking for um they they have they have tasks and they have chores to complete right but they 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 are not privy or or they do not understand or know how they're supposed to behave as royal seed. They're still learning that. So they have a lesser responsibility and that is just to serve. You learn, you're learning as you're serving. You're learning as you're serving. You're learning as you're serving, right? Not to negate it because we need that. We all have, we all either we're there now or we have been there right? And some of us uh, spent way too long there, you know, but it's reality. It says that the child differs as long as he is a child, this heir, as long as he is a child, differs nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. He owns everything. He owns everything, but he doesn't know it yet. He doesn't know how to govern, how to manage, how to handle, nor how to legislate the domain that he owns, the realm that he owns. He doesn't know. That is why he is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father. So what does that say? That says that there is a set time coming when the father will say, that's enough. That's enough. Now I want you to reign. Now I want you to rule. Now I have a greater responsibility for you to fulfill. I have a greater assignment. I have a direct charge and a direct command for you because now you understand how to carry out commands, how to carry out orders, how to carry out assignments, right? So the tutors and the governors, if you, if you look at, I don't know if you, if any of you seen the movie, the crown, 
um, is an example of it in there. But if you just look at how a monarchy is set up, the children are not taught by the parents. The children are taught <laughs> by the tutors and the governors. That they have, they bring people in to teach the children history, teach them their history, teach them the laws of the kingdom, teach them the ordinances, teach them, you know, about the edicts, teach them about all these things, right? And they're in school, <laughs> but not, not ordinary school, not normal school, but they are in school. They're in a royal school <laughs> and they're probably in the in the palace learning. They're learning. And do they have chores? Yes. They do they have responsibilities? Yes. You know, not probably not the chores that we had when we was young. My mom was like, get behind that stove, pull the stove out and scrub behind there. Get them baseboards, you know, get, you know, get in there. I mean, <laughs> And we got whooped with extension cords if we didn't, if that thing wasn't spotless. Come on. But no, their upbringing is different. This is why we have to see we've been trained this way. And especially in our African, uh, African-American communities and households, we were trained this way because our parents were bitter. They were dealing with anger issues, bit, uh, uh, unforgiveness you know, we were raised in single parent homes or either both the parents was there, but one of them was messed up and the daddy was beating the mama or they, or he was drunk or it was a lot of stuff going on. It was a lot of a lot of uh, dysfunction going on. Right. So now, especially us, we need this word because we were we were raised with this certain uh, dysfunctional mentality. Therefore, we accept abuse from everyone else, as long as they package it in a nice way. Give us the bells and the whistles and the shiny thing, wrap it up like Santa Claus and put it under the tree. And we will serve you. We will be your friend. We will love you, right? So the devil is giving you these things. I'm coming for you. Mm -hmm. I'm coming for you. Yeah. All these celebrities and all these, you know, high profile African-Americans, African-Americans, my brothers and my sisters, let me say this to you. If you ever, ever, ever come across this message, stop compromising. Stop bowing over and bowing down and bending over. Stop it. Stop it because the devil is not your friend. He's not your friend. And just because he gives you a, gives you a few dollars that he's going to take back whenever he wants, he's going to wrap you up in bondage, put you in a doggone prison cell, put sickness in your body. You know, he, he, he he's going to destroy you if you if, if you ever try to get away. You know how it goes. Say, well, how do you know? You ain't never had nothing. Yeah, I did. I actually have when I was doing what you did. I was just doing it in the streets, gang banging and selling it. <laughs> Thousands of dollars every night. I've had it. I know everything you get dirty, you lose it dirty. I know that. 
I know that game very well. May not have as much as you have had, but I tell you this, the devil only comes to you for three reasons. That is to steal, kill, and destroy. And all of y'all on TV and on commercials and all over the place on these networks and in these music and these movie industries and stuff, and you are bowing down. Everybody can see that you're bending over for money. You're bending over. You're bowing down. You're compromising when you are royalty. <laughs> when you are royalty, you're selling yourself short. You're selling yourself short. You're selling yourself short. Don't be a sellout. Don't be a sellout. No, we're not. I'm not preaching that, that, that we're better than any other race. No, we're not. God created all men equal. We are not better than any other race, but he does have a chosen people. But the Bible says that many are called, but few are chosen. We are a royal priesthood, a chosen generation, and it's made up of all different kinds of races of people. All different kinds of races. So no, I'm not coming in that. I'm not coming from that from that angle. But what I am saying is, don't be a sellout. Don't be a sellout to these devils. Devils. Now, the Lord said that these children, even though they're heirs, they're being trained, they're being tutored, they're being governed. Until the time appointed of the father. Until the time appointed of the father. What is that time? That, that time is the time that he deems them mature enough. Notice it says a time appointed of the father. It doesn't say the time appointed of the tutor or the governor or the teacher. It is the time appointed of the father. And then you know what the father is going to do? He's going to take over. And he is going to take you up under his wing himself. He's going to take you under his wing himself. And he is going to train you. He's going to train you in the area that he, he is calling you to rule. In your domain or in your area of the kingdom. Do you, are, are we hearing it? Fivefold ministry. Are you a apostolic, prophetic, evangelistic, pastoral, or a teacher? He is going to train you. Let me tell you, especially if you are an apostle or a prophet. I can tell you as a prophet that God will call you out and separate you from the flock. For a season, not indefinitely, but for a season, he will bring you out and train you himself because there is a part of the work that we have to do that man is not going to understand and they're not going to receive it and they're going to persecute you and they're going to kill you. Some of us will be martyred. This is this much is true. You cannot fear death because God took the sting 
out of death. What does that mean? Death is not painful to a soldier. <laughs> it's not painful to a son of God or a daughter of God. You see? What? Just read about Stephen. Go read it again. I'm not going to go there because I'm, I'm on a time schedule. But just read it. It didn't say he screamed out. Ah! No. Look what God did for him. The only one that suffered like that, you know, was Jesus because he was taking it for us. And that was God in that body doing it to himself. You see? And you say, well, what about the apostles? Well, they boiled John in oil three times and they couldn't kill him. And next thing you know, they, they put him on a on an island, the island of Patlo, Patmos, and left him there. They said, we can't do anything else with you. So we're just going to banish you to this island. Forbid you to, you know, to, 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 uh, to preach out here among the rest uh, of the people. What was he doing on the island? <laughs> Receiving the revelation of Jesus Christ. And what was he doing? Still preaching. <laughs> he was writing that thing. He was writing that thing. <laughs> Still preaching. <laughs> you see what I mean? Oh, you, you thought you just needed a voice? You got We got hands, baby. We can write. Write a book. Put it in a book. Do, what, do what, whatever you have to do. Can't kill a real man or woman of God. Devil must be crazy. He must be crazy. Now, he said here, hey, Sister Miriam, she said, you got this. Thank you, sis. Brother Robert says, Moses was trained. Oh, he said he said Moses was trained in the schools set up for the princes of the empire. Yes. Same thing. Same thing here. Thank you for bringing that up, Brother Robert. Um, he said we are also being trained up for the millennial reign. To administer the kingdom, amen. To administer the kingdom. And right now we are we are we are we are supposed to be legislating <laughs> kingdom law in the earth, the ecclesia, God's council. That's us. But are we doing that? Are we doing that or are we bowing down to the spirit of antichrist? Are we bowing to the spirit of antichrist? Miriam says, I was actually thinking about writing a book. Go ahead, sis. I, I got your back. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm right behind you trying to anyway. Um, but but are we are we bowing to the spirit of Antichrist? Now, now watch this, this word, what the Lord says. Watch what the Lord said. Watch what the Lord said here. He said. Um, do you want me to give him that first, Lord? Hold on. I'm, I'm going to give you, okay, let me give you what he said here first about this. Um, okay, um, no, he says switch it. I'm going to switch it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Okay. All right, let's look here at um, what he said. He said, there is a difference between this is, I, I write down what God tells me. I put it in my phone on my notes and then on my computer, I can pull it up in my notepad. It says here, um, there is a difference 
uh, between the operations of the Holy Spirit and the spirit of Antichrist. He said, show them how religion is used by the spirit of Antichrist to destroy the kingdom of God and to usher in the Antichrist. Religion is being used by the spirit of Antichrist. Religion is a tool. It is a uh, strategy. It, it, it is a um, um, device. It's a device. It's a tool that the, an, that the spirit of Antichrist is using to try to bring down the sons of God and to usher in the Antichrist. You see, just like we're waiting for the, we're waiting and we're preparing for the return of Jesus Christ, our Lord, right? The children of Satan, children of the devil are also waiting and preparing for the coming of their Lord, the Antichrist. The Antichrist. So the spirit of Antichrist and the Antichrist are two different things. Just like the spirit of Jesus called the Holy. There you go. There you go. And Christ are two different things. You see? So there's two spirits moving in the earth or, or, or two governing spirits. Mm-hmm. Because the Holy Ghost is the governor. We talked about that Tuesday night. If you missed it, go watch that message. It's very, very, very rich. I, you know, and, and I give no credit to myself, but I learned so much from what the Spirit of God was saying that night. I learned so much. I don't prepare my messages and write out everything I'm going to say. You know, the, the Holy Ghost will give me prophetic word, prophetic download. Um, most of the time. But then there are those times when he tells me to teach on this and I don't know much about the subject at all. I have to do, of course, do, you know, a little reading, a little digging, a little research. And I still don't know how to put the thing together and I get frustrated. I won't lie. And then I say, oh God, I, I'm just not going to preach tonight because I'm, I'm just not ready for this. You know, I don't want to get on there and mess up and stuff. I start thinking, considering my, my inabilities you know, my stuttering and how I forget things, you know, and, and all of that. But when I sit down and open my mouth, that's why he said, if you open your mouth, I will fill it. It's a matter of me, you know, giving him control. And then he takes control. And I learn too from him. The message is very rich. The spirit of Antichrist is equal to or not equal to by any means. Let me let me let me rephrase that. It you can you can you can um you can compare it to the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit and you have the spirit of Antichrist, two governing spirits or authorities in the earth, right? The Holy Spirit was sent to govern us and to shape, what did we say Tuesday night? To shape and mold our mannerism, our behavior, our culture into the culture of the kingdom of heaven. So that this the culture of the earth will become a replica or will be colonized 
to become a replica of the kingdom of heaven. And then you have the spirit of Antichrist. The spirit of Antichrist was sent to govern and to shape the mannerisms and the behavior and the culture of the people in this planet to look like or to mimic or to be a replica of the kingdom of darkness. That's why the Bible says darkness is upon the people. Uh, darkness is upon the earth and gross darkness is upon the people. You see? So it looks like the devil is winning. And you know what the Lord is saying? Let him have his way. He doesn't mind letting the devil go first. God is a gentleman. He knows who he is. He knows he has all power and he has all control. And that the devil is actually his puppet. He knows. Go ahead. I give you permission. Because it's only going to bring greater glory to God <laughs> when he steps on the scene. When he cracks open the clouds, glory to God. When every eye shall see him, even them that pierced him in his side. Yeah, it's going to bring greater glory to God. Amen. Amen. If the princes of this world would have known. They would have never crucified the Lord of glory. The Lord of glory. The Lord of glory. The kingdoms of this world are becoming the kingdoms of our God and of his Christ. Our Lord Jesus. He says this. He says they are also waiting and preparing for the coming of the Antichrist, who is the man that is said to uh, or uh, that is said to um, come during the tri the tribulation period after the rapture of the church or the catching up of the church i like to call it i just like to keep it biblical this antichrist is said to be a man that will be fully possessed by Satan himself. Not talking about the spirit of Satan or spirits of Satan foot soldiers that we cast out in deliverance sessions that pop up and say, I am Satan. We're talking about Satan himself. You see? So they're waiting, they're preparing. They have their churches, their synagogues. You know, their 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 worship, <laughs> their praise, <laughs> their Bibles, their demonic tongues. They do everything we do. And they do it more than us, actually. They, they do. They do. The Bible says in the last days there shall be a great falling away. And that people will have itching ears. They will turn away from the truth and, and be turned away unto fables. It says that if it were possible, even the very elect would be deceived. You want to know why? I'll tell you why. Because many are already following the spirit of Antichrist. 
You may say, you know, well, you know, um, and, and yeah, I, they're out there. I see them. They're out there. Yeah, they do have their demonic churches, and 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 yeah, you know what I'm saying. I, I see them. I see them. Are you really seeing? Are you really seeing? Because because they are already. These are already following the spirit of Antichrist instead of the Holy Spirit. Notice it says there shall be a great falling away. Well, you're falling away from the faith in Jesus Christ. So he, so he's not talking about unbelievers here. He's not talking about the Gentiles. He's talking about believers. He's talking about Christian Dior's. He's talking about, <laughs> you know, church folk. He's talking about church folk. He's talking about religious folk. Those who claim to be of the body of Christ or of the kingdom of God. They are already following the spirit of Antichrist instead of the Holy Spirit. Yes, um, you, you may have the Holy Spirit, but are you following the Holy Spirit or are you following another spirit? Because the Bible does say that they will be given another spirit, another gospel, another Jesus. And as y'all know that follow me, I always like to say that, th that they bought another Jesus. They sold them another Jesus for tithes and offerings. Give me your money. I'll give you the Jesus you want. You want to laugh and, and joke in church? I'll give you that kind of Jesus. Let me do a magic trick. Come up with a word, a message, conjure up a message for you. You know, with enticing words of man's wisdom, a little bit of folly, a little bit of jokes and foolishness. Mix that in, you know, a little bit of lies and trickery, you know, just twist the truth a little bit. That's Leviathan, by the way. Just twist it, make it more comfortable for you. I'm not going to give it to you raw. <laughs> I'm not going to I'm not going to serve it to you black. I got to add a little sugar. We're serving cake here. We're serving desserts. You know? Let me make this easy for you. Jesus said, "No, this is a suffering way." If any man would would follow me, if any man wants to come after me, let him first deny himself. We're not here to please man. If I were here to please man, I would not be of God. Let him first deny himself, take up his cross, and then follow me. Now he says here that they shall turn away from the truth. They're going to fall away from the truth. And they're, they're going to turn unto fables. Well, that's what they're serving, fables. Have it your way, Jesus is Santa Claus. Come down the chimney, get this cookies and milk. You know, got some cotton nail in the bathroom. You know what I'm saying? How many of y'all been to jail and y'all had <laughs> that tissue was hot, was far from cotton nail, wasn't it? <laughs> it was some doggone cardboard paper you got to wipe with. Glory to God. <laughs> you know, they say fables. Give us fables. 
smooth words. We want to hear something that sounds nice. It says that if it were possible, even the very elect would be deceived because many are already following the spirit of Antichrist instead of the Holy Spirit. Yes, many of you, while you're sitting in church on Sunday, I'm looking at my notes, or you're looking, or you're sitting in church on Sunday and you're even serving in the church. What do we read in Galatians? The heir, as long as he is a child, you're, you're, you're under tutelage, you're under governors and you're serving. You're even serving in the church and you work your fingers to the bone for the purpose of gaining and or maintaining. And I'm talking about leaders too now for the purpose of gaining and maintaining membership and dollars. You're already walking in the spirit of Antichrist. The, the, the thing at the front of your mind, your motive is the members. How many people did we have this week? And in your mind, you're not saying it, but you're calculating money. You're calculating money. Then we should have about, mm -mm, you know. Okay, so we need to do more this week. Put out more flyers, do this, do that, have this event, blah, 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 to bring more members completely backward opposite from what jesus said opposite from what jesus said foundation is faulty you know what happened to 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 to, to uh to uh david when he tried to count the numbers let me pause here just a second and come back to y'all you know what happened when david tried to tried to number the people and even Moses tried that. They both got in trouble with God. God was so mad at David because he was like, "You now you know better. You after my own heart. You 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 in love with me. You know I'm not. You know I'm not about that." God was so mad at David. He said, "Okay, I tell you what. You choose what kind of punishment you want because you definitely finna get it." You for sure finna get it. David said, the next thing I knew, an angel was there with his sword drawn. And, and that day, they, he, that angel destroyed thousands of the children of Israel. Those people suffered because of a bad decision that David made. Okay, keep, 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 keep messing, keep messing with him, you know, no, he's not a tyrant, but he's not going to tolerate the antichrist. Miriam says there's a lot of prophets on Facebook that prophesied to people for money. For sure. For sure. That's why these kinds of messages are coming. It's sad. And we have to pray for these people because guess what? They're still, they're still. They're still our brothers and sisters. They're just out of order. They're in error and they're walking according to another spirit. They're, they're walking according to another spirit. They're blind leading the blind. They can't see. So we have to pray for them. And, and I have tons of uh, prayer uh, on here that where I'm praying for these leaders. I don't just sit here and reveal this stuff. I'm not just, you know, popping off at the mouth. I'm not one of those. No, I've seen those. I've seen those, though, you know, on YouTube, those little, you know, 
and they're women too. They they say, and but 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 are you praying for the person? No, you know, you don't see no prayer, you don't see no mm, you don't sense any love in their hearts. You know what I'm saying? You don't sense any, you know, just you, you just wanna you just wanna whoop on somebody. No, no, this let's let's have some balance. Now watch this word, what the Lord said, but there must be the fear of the Lord. Now watch what the Lord said. He said, they're already walking in the spirit of antichrist. The spirit of antichrist, Jesus said is already here. Where do you think he is? What do you think he's doing? Who do you think he's using? Because <laughs> he's definitely not concerned about the, the, the prisoners that he already has, you know, the prisoners he already got in captivity, you know, they were easy prey. Obviously, all you got to do is, you know, give them a little sex, you know what I'm saying? Like convince them that. You know, you can sleep with women in the church and cheat on your wife and, you know, get away with it because you're anointed. <laughs> you forgot that the oil will dry up on you. <laughs> but that oil, God will take that anointing. Yes, he will. The gifts and callings are without repentance, not the anointing. God said, not my oil, though. <laughs> Not my oil, though. See, the devil's not worried about them. He's like, they were easy prey. All they wanted was a piece of, mm, oh, if I was in the streets, I would say it, but I'm not going to say it. Okay. But that's all they want. And they have, they, they have, they have not allowed the Lord to process them. They have not allowed the Holy Spirit to tutor them, to govern them. Tutoring and governing are two different things. Tutoring has to do with teaching, teaching, giving you an education, a kingdom education. Governing means that I am controlling your behavior. I set the rules and you follow the rules. I give you the rule. I give you the law. You follow the law. Governing. Governing. It's about obedience. It's about giving, submitting and giving the Holy Spirit control. A lot of these preachers, they, they done ran out here, but the Holy Spirit is not controlling them at all. He cannot control them. Every time he tried to get on the horse and ride, that thing buck out from up under him. Under him. So they were easy prey, you know, but the devil, you see, he likes a challenge. <laughs> the devil likes a good challenge, right? So he's not worried about the ones he already got. <laughs> he's coming after you, though. He's coming after those that are most anointed, charismatic, you know, in the, in the body of Christ. Uh, those, those, those who have uh, a sincere dedication a sincere walk of integrity, uh, you know, those that are actually humble, that means obedience, you know, because your love and obedience to the king equals worship. 
And Satan wants your worship. He wants you to worship him. So remember how he tempted Jesus, right? So what will your answer be? What will your answer be, said the Lord? What will you actually do? He said, will you bow down and worship him? Will he be your king? Sadly, for many of you, he already is. <laughs> we don't want to admit it. You say, well, no, I'm a Christian. I can't have a demon. Okay. I do deliverance on Christians all the time. In fact, that's all we do deliverance on. So he said, will he be your king? Because sadly, he, for some of you, he already is. And he has hardened your heart with the scales of his pride. He has hardened your heart with the scales of his pride. The Lord says you need to humble yourself and repent and return to your first love. Return unto me, saith the Lord, and I will return unto you. The Lord says, be very careful and beware of the charismatic this charismatic thing because Jesus was not charismatic. This charismatic thing is very deceiving because it's rooted in charm. <laughs> that word uh, charismatic, the root word of that is charisma and it's connected to the word charm. I'll give you that in a minute. But the Lord says this. He says, There's a difference between sin and iniquity. Sin and iniquity. He says, I require, I as a king require obedience, right? What does the Bible say about that? Jesus, he made himself of no reputation, but he humbled himself and became obedient unto God, even unto the death of the cross. The key to true humility is obedience. Never be fooled by false humility because you can examine a person's life and tell whether or not they are obeying God. Anyone who's obeying God, their life is going to be producing fruit. They may have a few, you know, trials here and there. That is your that is your tutelage, you know. But when you come what does it say? Until the, the time appointed of the father, you notice you don't have those trials and tests anymore on that, on, on those levels or of that sort, because now you've graduated, you know, that's one thing about people that are sitting in churches, um, getting, you know, a, 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 a rep repeated elementary school messages. You know what I mean? You're 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 still they're keeping you in daycare. They're keeping you in elementary school and you never go to the next grade. They they never graduate the message and preach something else, preach something, you know, they just keep sending you back, 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 back. You say, well, dang, can I even graduate? Can I I mean, did I get an A on anything, Lord? When am I going to graduate to the next grade? I'm, I'm trying to go to junior high school. You know, I mean, I've been in the fifth grade for 10 years now. And you keep telling me to go back. 
then and and take this class about basics how about the you know the salvation what jesus did for us on the cross well i know what he did is there anything else to learn you see and the lord is sitting up there saying i'm trying to teach you how to become like jesus i'm trying to teach you how to walk in sonship how to walk in royalty trying to teach you about the kingdom come out of there come here come here let me teach you or at least send you to the right teacher to the right place let me help you but we'll sit there because we're our souls are tied tied down right to people And they say, well, no, you're supposed to go learn that on your own. No, you're not. You're supposed to teach us. You're the teacher. You're the teacher. We're supposed to go home and study what you're teaching, right? Oh, well, you're supposed to know this already. And you're supposed to know that. Well, did you teach us? Did you teach us? You've been taking our money. Did you teach us? Then they want to beat people over the head for what they don't know. Yarabasha. Foolishness. You can look at a person's life and tell whether or not they're obeying God or or if they're actually humble. Because humility, true humility, (laughs) is obedience to God. Now, the Lord says, obedience is It does not come out of sin, out of a life of sin, right? Those that are obeying me and they're not rebelling against me are not walking in the spirit of Antichrist. They're following and they're walking after my Holy Spirit that I gave to them. There's a difference between sin and iniquity. Sin means that you made a mistake, you made a wrong turn, you made a wrong decision, you made a bad choice, you know, we fall down, but we get up, but there comes a point where you got to stop falling too, but then iniquity, now watch this, brother Robert then already gave us a scripture, so let's look at brother Robert scripture here, second, uh, Samuel, I didn't even, did I have that pulled up? Sorry about that. First Samuel, sorry. First Samuel, you in the, um, I'm in the King James. First Samuel 15. Verse 23, what does it say? It says here, and Samuel said, talking to Saul, has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. To obey is better than sacrifice. You see where we are? People in church offering sacrifices. 
We offer you a sacrifice of praise. We offer you a sacrifice of worship, but you're not living worship. Your life does not say praise. Your life does not say worship because your life does not say obedience. He says to obey is better than sacrifice. And to hearken or to listen to me is better than the fat of rams. I'd rather you just listen to me. Forget about all the sacrifices. In fact, let, let me let me just uh, roll back the curtain and let them let these COVID demons out. Y'all can go ahead. So my people can sit at home. Put them on lockdown. Go ahead. So that they can hear me. I got to get all these strange voices, this strange fire out from around them. Get these strange voices out of their ear so they can hear me, their father. You and they're talking about spiritual father, my spiritual father, my spiritual father. God said, call no man upon the earth, father. That's the word of the Lord. That's the best Bible. Call no man upon the earth, father, for I am your father. There is one in heaven who is our father. Now, they say, well, Baba and Daddy and blah, blah, blah. You know, and I, I listen, I've done it too. But, I mean, to be very honest with you, spiritual father and spiritual mother is more of a function than a name that you're calling on because you have orphan issues, because you have rejection issues because your father and your mother or somebody left you or abandoned you or rejected you and now you're looking for a father you're looking for a mother that is error see god looks at motive now if you are a whole person and you call someone you know this is my spiritual father because this is this person is, is fathering me in the spirit or mentoring me in the spirit. That is the function and that is appropriate because that's Bible. Yes, Apostle Paul, what did he say? My son, Timothy, that was not his biological son, but he was fathering him in the spirit. But when you're calling unto these people because you have insecurity issues and orphan issues, and rejection issues and abandonment issues. Now you're looking to them as God. You're, you're actually replacing the fatherhood of God. And you're making this person the king in your life. That's why whatever they tell you to do, you will do. Even if it means disobeying God. Even if it means disobeying God, I'm going to keep it very real with you because I've lived through this, you know, talking about loyalty. Oh, I'm going to be loyal to the king and I'm going to cover the throne. You know, you know, we David's mighty men, you know, right. And, 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 and the, and the, and the king on the throne is acting up all, just all kind of acting up. All kind of cutting up, sleeping with women in the church, got multiple girlfriends, drinking alcohol, you know, 
just a just just a, a straight a, 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 a straight renegade in the spirit, straight renegade. Soon as they live, soon as they leave the pulpit, straight renegade. At, at, on the phone, calling which one they want to lay with that night. Come on now, straight renegade, right? But but you talk, you sitting over there talking about loyalty. You better be loyal to the king, the real king, the real father, because he's the one that's going to take care of you. He's the one who's responsible for you. As we said Tuesday night, these people ain't responsible for us. They, they could care less what about you. Care less about you. As soon as you have a need or you run out of money because you done gave, gave all your money to them, then they like, oh, well, let me see what I can do. And can't help you, won't help you. Wake up now. He said, I've lived it. Don't tell me I'm wrong. He said um, that to obey is better than sacrifice. And to hearken or to hear me is better or listen to me is better than the fat of rams. For rebellion, verse 23, is as the sin... Of witchcraft. You see that? Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Oh, wait a minute. So witchcraft is a sin. Hmm. So I can be forgiven. Hmm. Now you see why people get delivered from witchcraft. Rebellion is like the sin of witchcraft. All of us have rebelled. All of us have, yeah, all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That means we rebelled against him. Right. All of us like sheep have gone astray. That's called rebelling. OK, we gone astray. We left. We went. We went astray. We left his presence. Right. Rebellion, sin, witchcraft is like the sin of witchcraft, because witchcraft is you wanting to control your own life. You wanting to control even others. You want the control. You want to be in the in the driver's seat, you know, control. Even if it means manipulating people, even if it means twisting the truth, even if it means lying, on, lying to people, lying on people, lying with people, lying for people, lying, 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 all lying, all liars, right? And idolaters shall be thrown into the lake of fire. That's revelation. So now stop lying. Let's stop lying. Let's stop. Let's stop all that. He says, and stubbornness is as or equal to or like iniquity and idolatry. So what's the difference between sin and iniquity? Sin is rebelling against God. Stubbornness, uh, excuse me, iniquity is stubbornness. That means you heard God say no. You heard him time and time and time again. He gave you chance after chance after chance again. Like it, like it says in Revelation, uh, Revelation 2 about Jezebel, I gave her time. I gave her a space to repent, but she would not. That means I waited for her. I waited for her to repent. I kept saying, come on now. Come on now. You're, you're, you're pushing me now. You're forcing my hand now. 
My law is it, it, my law. I cannot break my my law. I will not break. I will nor will I alter the thing that has gone forth out of my lips. My covenant. I will not break now. I cannot break my law. I won't break my covenant. You see, I can't alter that. You see, it works both ways. Gave you a space to repent, but you would not. That is called stubbornness. Stubbornness is a spirit that we don't talk about much. <laughs> but I tell you, it is, the, it is the most dangerous thing because you see it with the children of Israel that God said, I'm sending my prophet to you. You know, I'm sending you to the house of Israel. I'm sending you to the house of Judah. But remember, my people are a stubborn and stiff-necked people. They're not going to listen to you. Yet morning by morning, I rise up early and send out my prophets. Tell them again. Tell them this way. Tell them that way. Tell them again. Tell them again. Tell them again. And I mean, I'd be like, Lord, how many times I got to tell them? I mean, I'm tired of hearing it myself. I wish I could preach how to live your best life now. And God finna bless you with, you know, your husband is coming right now. You know what I'm saying? I, I even want one myself. Glory to God, you know, but God, but, but God will not change my message. You say, well, Sister Shelley, you know, you need to just, you know, come on, like, you know, relax a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But you, God don't give me nothing else to preach. I have to preach what he tells me to preach. And in the mornings, he's tapping me on the shoulder, the Holy Ghost, saying, get up and say this. Get up and do that. Get up and do this. Get up and write this dream down that you just had. Get up and, 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 and do this. Get up and pray this. You know, so when he changes my message, I can preach something else. And the, and, and the word falls on me, too. <laughs> In fact, when I'm preaching, I'm like, I'm preaching to myself, too. So, you know, no one is exempt here. And I say that all the time in my messages. So if this is your first time, please don't think I'm a bully. I am not. I'm not. It says um, to obey is better than sacrifice. And then he says, he says, stubbornness is, is as iniquity and idolatry. That's why Jesus said, um, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. You were working. Yeah. Have, have we not cast out devils in your name? Have we not healed the sick in your name? Have we not done this and that? You were working. Yes. But. I, I, you were working iniquity because I never knew you. That means not just only relationship and intimacy with God. The only way you can be intimate with God is you have to obey God. You have to be, you can't be intimacy. You can't be intimate with somebody that you're not submitted to. You can't have a relationship with someone that you're not submitted to. Hello? That you're not even obeying what, you know, you know, you, you see what they like, you know, they like chocolate cookies and you bring them, uh, you bring them oatmeal cookies. You know what I'm saying? They like, what's wrong with you? I just told you I like them. 
We've been through this a million times. I'm allergic to oatmeal cookies. You see? So rebellion, uh, excuse me, uh, sin and iniquity are two different things. Now, let me give you the last thing the Lord said, and then I'm going to let you go. This chair is falling. He said rebellion and iniquity is what brings curses from God. It, it, it's the rebellion and it's the iniquity. It's the practicing of sin. It is the stubbornness. That means I'm going, it's, it's, it, it's sin um, on steroids, sin re repeatedly and, 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 and stubborn and won't change it. It is, uh, you now become a sin practitioner and you become good at it. You, you're, you're better at sinning than you are at repenting. You, now you're a sin practitioner. He says, rebellion and iniquity is what brings curses. This is what brings the curse from God. And the curse is what warrants the demons to destroy your life and your family, your future generations. This is why we have generational curses. And there's a message from um, my, uh, my mentor, Apostle Pagani. Uh, the, the last message that he published on his YouTube page, um, uh, I have to link it for you, um, where he's breaking this down so, so well. I can't even do it justice. I won't even try. <laughs> but he broke that thing down so, so well about the curses. If you want to know about generational curses, how they work and all of that, you know, the edicts, you know, uh, and and all that kind of stuff. This is that's who you want to get it. That's who you want to get it from because I, I I really can't do it justice, um, or I'm not definitely not going to try tonight. But this is what warrants them. Uh, warrants the demons. That's why he keeps demons around. You know, <laughs> you got to have a belt somewhere to kill to uh, to uh, destroy things in your life and and in your family and your future generations. Um, and, and these demons will actually listen. The devil comes to what demons, right? They come to steal, kill and destroy. So they are actually there to destroy. They're there to kill, to steal and to destroy. And God is saying, you brought that on yourself. And until you repent, it's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. That means not until you ask for forgiveness, until you stop and turn around Come back to me. You see, it's going to pass on from your children to your future children and their generations, whether it be slowly over the process of time or not. And trust me, demons enjoy the process of watching us suffer because they hate humans. Demons hate, they hate us. Satan hates mankind. He was like, oh, now I get to, you know, the witch and the wizard of Oz. Ah, my pretty. I mean, just ready to tear, tear, tear you up. You know what I'm saying? Like, whoo, no, 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 no. So this is what the Lord is saying tonight. Obedience, obedience. And I said that I was going to give you um, uh, the meaning of charm, right? Because we, he said, beware of the charismatic. People think charismatic is a good thing. Who told you that? 
Where is it in the Bible that charismatic is a good thing? It, where, who, who told you that? Somebody give me a scripture about the charismatic, please. Please, please give me a, 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 a scripture. Like I said in my last message to KPM, a scripture. Please give me a scripture about charismatic being good. Miriam says, yes. Um, okay. And then she says, wow. <laughs> yeah. Give me a scripture about the charismatic, please. Um, let, let me look here. Uh, look this word up right quick. Charismatic. Uh, in the King James Dictionary. I'm going to look it up. Okay. JV Dictionary. Let's see what this means. I don't know if this thing, well, it looks like it's still live. Um, okay. Uh, okay. Charisma. Oh, it's nowhere in the Bible? Hmm. Hmm. Okay. King, King James Dictionary? Bible Dictionary. It ain't even in the King James Dictionary, y'all. Look at this. My favorite dictionary. Uh... Can y'all, unless y'all can find it. Uh, I'm looking for charisma. Okay, this says charismatic definition. The Greek word from which we derive the modern word charismatic is translated in the King James Version Bible and New King James Version as gifts. Mm. In general, it means uh, is that anyone who is a true Christian and who exercises one of the many gifts that, the, that God's spirit can give is charismatic oh so that's what it means gifts um super it, the apostle paul used this term in first corinthians 12 to designate the supernatural gifts made available to individuals through the power of the holy spirit these are many times referenced as the charismatic gifts of christianity well there you go that's the reason why i don't know uh why i don't deem it as good because i don't like christian i don't like that word christian because the Romans gave it to us and not Jesus. It says in the middle of the 20th century, yeah, because God called us sons and he called us saints and children of God. He didn't call us Christians. In the middle of the 20th century, you can be a Christian if you want to. Um, you know, you want the label, that's fine. Wear the label, but know that they will, they're looking for you. <laughs> they, they hunt Christians, you know. In the middle of the 20th century, a new variation of Christianity arose called the charismatic movement, which emphasized practicing visible gifts. Now watch, you see that? Emphasize practicing visible gifts, speaking in tongues, healings, etc. It also focused on the baptism of the spirit as an identifying sign of con uh, conversion. Mm. Baptism of the spirit is an identifying sign of conversion. Well, I don't know how that is because that the, the Holy Spirit is the Bible says Jesus said he is our helper. He is our teacher. He is our comforter. But he cannot convert us. <laughs> he cannot convert us. So I don't know what they're talking about. Conversion. 
It's, it, it, it's the word of God that converts you. It's, it's the yielding to the knowledge of the truth or the hearing of truth that converts you. Yeah, that's what converts. That's what converts the heart. Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Right. How can they hear without a preacher and how can he preach except he be sent? If they're not sent, they can't preach. They're not preaching anything to convert anyone. What they're preaching cannot convert you. It cannot make a demon manifest. It can it cannot heal you. It cannot do anything. It's simply information, motivational speeches. It says all, although the charismatic movement started in the mainline Protestant churches, it soon spread to others as the Catholic Church, uh, such as the Catholic Church. In recent times, many leaders in the charismatic movement have been convinced that the manifestation of supernatural power. Um can and must be integral, an integral part of their evangelistic efforts. Now, you know, that's, that's good. That's great. That's wonderful. But the outward manifestation of gifts, you know, if that's the, if that's the main emphasis here concerning charisma, then you see why we are, why we're in trouble because the devil is doing magic tricks to, He's doing magic tricks to uh, counterfeit the gifts. He's doing he's he's counterfeiting fitting the gifts. Did you are you hearing it? Because what happened in Egypt with Pharaoh? You know, Pharaoh's magicians had rods too. They threw down their rods too, and their rods became serpents, right? And then Moses and Aaron. Or, or Aaron threw down my, Moses' rod and Moses' rod became a serpent. But there, the difference was Moses' rod became a serpent that was greater than their serpents and even swallowed up and ate up the other serpents. Yeah, so, so, so we've seen enough of Pharaoh's magicians. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. Charisma is everywhere. If, if, if you're talking about gifts. But the gifts without the anointing. The gifts without without Christ, the anointed one. That's mere charm. That's just charm. They're just charming you and putting you to sleep. Charm. Look at this. That is in the Bible. And look at what it says. It says words, characters, or other things imagined to possess some occult, uh, to possess some occult or unintelligible power, hence a magic power or spell. It says words, characters, or other things imagined to possess some occult or unintelligible power, hence a magic, a magic power or spell by which the supposed assistance of the devil, witches and sorcerers have been supposed to do wonderful things. It is a spell or an enchantment. It says the power, uh, that which has power to subdue opposition and gain the affections, that which can please irresistible, that which can please irresistible, that which delights and attracts the heart generally. 
It says to subdue or control by incantation or secret influence. To subdue by secret power, especially by that which pleases and delights the mind. Are you are you hearing all the are you hearing all the scriptures attached to this? Uh, To allay or to appease, to give exquisite pleasure to the mind or senses to delight. Well, do you see? Do you see what I'm saying? Do you see what I'm saying? This this itching ears gospel, you know. This 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 Burger King gospel, you know. Have it your way. As Apostle Pagani says, "Where's Waldo?" You know, you got you got nerds. You got I mean, the devil got all kinds of people out here doing this. You know what? What do you like? Do you like the one that, that look like um, do you like the one that looks like uh, um, what's the what's the boy name in Family Matters? Are y'all as old as me? <laughs> Steve Urkel. If you want the one that look like Steve Urkel, if you relate to Steve Urkel or if you relate to Ice Cube or if you, I mean, which one, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got, I got all, I got a whole smorgasbord for you. As long as it's, as long as it's not offensive and as long as it, you know, pleases your ears and appeases you, that is a charm and a spell because it is not converting you. It is not destroying the yoke of bondage off of you. It is not causing a demon to manifest and scream out of you and come out of you or even provoke a demon to challenge the word. it's It's not provoking anything. It's not offending anything or anyone. But the word of Christ, the word of Jesus is offensive. It's offensive. He offended those religious Pharisees. That's why they were Pharisee and sad, you see, because they were offended. The Bible says they were offended at his word. Like, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? Jesus said, except you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you're not, you, you have no part with me. You put your hand to this plow and you look back, you're not, you're not fit for the kingdom. You're not even worthy of me. They're like, who do he think he is? Blasphemy. Blasphemy. Yeah? When was the last time you heard that in a service? No, just come to the front. The ushers are waiting in line. The ushers are here to help you. Yeah. Say the sinner's prayer. Confess in your heart. Believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth. Come on, go fill out the, the go, go to the table, fill out the, the form. We, we need to get your information so we can bug you to death. Jesus didn't do that. <laughs> Jesus did not do that. Nor did, the, nor did the apostles do that. People followed them willingly. You didn't have to chase nobody, call nobody. And why you wasn't at church Sunday? And then you got people calling, you know, people, you know, they, they, you, you send your hounds out after people, you know what I'm saying? Getting on their nerves. You know, like they, man, 
the foundation of the church is faulty, y'all. It's messed up. And, you know, we have a responsibility to train up uh, real leaders and to train up real soldiers, you know, and to train up um, to train up sons and daughters who know their place in the kingdom of God. First of all, know that this is a kingdom, not a democracy. You know, where we have a choice whether or not we're going to obey. You know, that's what we need. That's what we need. And so that's what we're here to do. And God's kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. The Bible says of his kingdom, there shall be no end. So there's no way out of this thing. Unfortunately, there's no way out of this. You know? And however you got to go, that's how you go. No, no fear. Because you have nothing to fear. You have nothing to fear. Not even death itself. He conquered death on the cross. He conquered death. He took the sting out of death. Remember that. Remember that statement. He took the sting out of death. He took the sting out of death. There's people over in Afghanistan. You know. I'm just, you know, I'm praying for these people. I'm praying for the for the Christians in Afghanistan. And they are calling themselves Christians. And they do love Jesus. And they are, you know what I'm saying? But I'm telling you, that's why you cannot have a watered-down, lukewarm Christian religion in this thing. No, no, no. David wasn't going out like that. <laughs> The lion of the tribe of Judah is not going out like that. Boo, you, <laughs> you want to fight, you got one. Roll up on my house if you want to. Roll up if you want to. You know what I'm saying? We got firepower too, okay? Yeah, and we got a mouth and a wisdom and we have the anointing. We have Christ in us, the hope of glory. Not Mary's little lamb, but Christ, the lion of the tribe of Judah. Hear him roar. You, you're going to hear him roar. And his roar has bite. His roar terrorizes demons. Crushes, crushes demonic powers paralyzes them in fear. I've never seen a devil cast out Jesus. Have you? <laughs> I've never seen it. I have never seen a devil cast out Jesus. So you come to my house if you want to with some mess. Try to stop me from, uh, try to stop me if you want to. I'm just saying. I'm going to open my mouth and let out a flood against you. Revelation 12. I'm in the book. I'm going to open my mouth and let out a flood against you. That's what we're going to do. That's the difference between the kingdom and religion. That's the difference. That is the difference. 
That's the difference. I'm not saying that they bow down and they took it and they, no, no, no. I'm saying that the way we're taught, you know, about Jesus, you know, not your fault. It's not your fault. But the foundation that has been laid is faulty. It's faulty. It's faulty. If, if, if you were not taught a conquering lion and you are the sons and daughters of God, the king, it's faulty. And that is why you're, you're scared, you're, you're running, you know, you're, you're even uh, conforming and, 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 and compromising. And thank God they're not over there, you know, uh, compromising. But in America, we got this thing twisted. We got it twisted. We got it twisted. And, and we have to be praying for them now. Because guess what? Lord said, if you're not praying for them, that thing is coming to you. It's coming to your house. That means America. When I say house. It, 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 yeah, because if we're seeing it, guess what? You think these devils don't have, ain't getting ideas or already have, have a plan? Come on, man. Come on. See, it ain't no way out of this thing. I know you think, you know, oh, it's going to be peaches and cream and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass on and I'm going to be out of here and, you know, and that's just going to be it. Well, I, I pray that for you. I really pray that for you. I really do pray that for you. But at the same token, there's no guarantee that it's going to be that way. And, 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 and ain't nobody trying to go down without a fight. Still, you still ought to have some gumption in your spirit and get a backbone and say, wait a minute, devil. The kingdom of God suffered violent, but the violent, guess what? I'm going to take, take it by force. I'm going to take it by force. God's children have, we, we have fight, uh, you know, we have fight in us. We don't have clap back and all that kind of stuff. But you roll up on a, on some devils, you know what I'm saying? Or some devils roll up on you, you know? Mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. I'll die on my sword. I'm not going out without a fight. I'm not going out without a fight. I'm not. I will die on my sword. And my fight is in the heavens. And devil, you want to conquer me? You got to fight me up here. <laughs> you got to come up and fight me. You got to come up and fight me. We slay Goliaths. This is Judah. This is the kingdom. Glory to God. I'm going to let you guys go. Um, that's the end of the message for tonight. We did better. An hour and 42 minutes. Thank God. And um, I'm going to leave this here. And we'll see where the Lord takes us next, next week. Um, because he gave me something else uh, to preach. So I don't know if he wants me to preach it as a continuation of the kingdom or not. But the next message is going to be called Belly. It's called Belly. Belly, B-E-L-L-Y, belly. We're going to be talking about, um, we're going to be talking about Leviathan. 
Leviathan is not rare at all. He's not rare. So <laughs> he's not a he's not a rare breed. Oh no, Leviathan. Woo! No. Man, when, once you start breaking down and dismantling spirits, you, you'll find that they're everywhere. You really get, keep on. You keep on. Uh, keep following me. You're going to be able to see. You're going to be able to see demons in people. You're going to be able to see de demons just like God is showing me. You're going to be able to see them. You're going to be able to see them in people. In people, you will be able to see. You're going to learn how to discern. You're going to learn how to look for fruit, look at the fruit, examine the fruit, examine the fruit, examine the fruit, right? So I'm going to let you guys go. Let me pray over you. Father, I thank you for these that you have drawn um, to hear this word. And I pray, Father, that your word will continue to speak, that your word will continue to teach and will continue to uh, bring light and continue to bring understanding to your people. And I cover them in your blood. I cover their children, their families, their possessions. I release a wall of fire as a hedge of protection around them on every side. I pray, Father God, healing, deliverance, salvation for every member of their household, every member of their family. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, Father God, that the spirit of godly sorrow, the spirit of repentance will work in every heart that it needs to, to bring us into full submission to you, the King to bring us into full obedience and humility in Jesus' name. You said, I'm nigh unto them that are of a broken spirit and a contrite heart. And Father, I pray, Father, for brokenness and contrition right now, that every heart will be pricked by the truth as it was, Father, in the days of Peter and the apostles. And I pray, Heavenly Father, that you would keep them, that you would Provide and you are. It's your responsibility to provide, supply. Uh, their their needs have already been supplied according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And I pray, Father, that you, as you said in your word, though, that you would not only meet them at the point of their need, but that you will do exceedingly and abundantly far above all they can ask or think, according to the faith that works in them. Father, perfect that which is lacking in their faith. Perfect that which is lacking in their love walk in Jesus' name and keep them as the apple of your eye. In Jesus' mighty name, be glorified, be magnified and be exalted in their lives. Lead them and guide them in Jesus' name. Let your word be a lamp unto their feet and a light unto their pathway. Stir up the, the lion of the tribe of Judah. Stir up the rivers of living water that you placed in them. Stir up their pure minds by way of remembrance of your word. Quicken them according to your word and according to your righteousness in Jesus name and show them who they are. Beloved, now are you the sons of God. God bless you. Go in peace and I'll see you next time. Amen. Don't forget to like, comment, share. I, I'm supposed to say that, I guess. <laughs> and uh, I say like, comment and share to spread the truth everywhere. Amen. And uh, I'll see you next time, Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. And hopefully this time I won't be five minutes late. God bless you. Bye-bye.